Hey guys, I keep trying to record this <clears throat> intro with like serious pauses and little like notes to myself and it's just not working. <laughs> so I'm just going to riff it cause that's more my style. Um, this is a podcast. Thanks for clicking. Um, it's not a podcast about Liberia per se. It's more, at least for now, about people who are not Liberians in whatever way spending time in Liberia. And eventually I'd love to get to some people that I know who are Liberians or who are West Africans who've lived in Liberia for a long time and just talk about their stories and their lives um, because they've just have really crazy and interesting perspectives and insights. And I think it's really valuable to hear that. But I think most people only listen to a podcast about Liberia if they're coming here or if they know somebody here um, or if you're LR9. <laughs> Woo woo. So that's what it's about. Um, the majority of this one is <clears throat> me talking to one of my friends, Alex, and he has been here um, for not that long. And I think he's a good introduction because he. Because <laughs> he's um, a straight-ish, I'm guessing. I'm guessing he's straight. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to make assumptions about, you know, whatever. But um, he's like a straight white, white male guy. And he'll explain a little bit more about that. And so just hearing from him and about what he's learned being here. So really this podcast for now is just about how when strangers come to Liberia, what they learn and what they, how they change and what they get from that. So that's all I've got for now. Thanks for listening. Um, this does not represent the views of Peace Corps Liberia, the U S government, or the Liberian government, or even me. This is like just a mishmash. Who even knows what it's about? But anyway, hope you enjoy. Yeah, so my background is I've been in Liberia for probably eight months mm -hmm. um, at site for almost six. Yeah. And uh, my background, I guess, for do you want just like cultural and all yeah. that? Um, oh, I grew up in a... Yeah, I grew up in a very, like, culturally diverse family. I had, uh, my dad is a refugee from Romania, and uh, my grandparents lived with us. My mom uh, has Swedish influence, but was never uh, in a foreign kind of setting. Mm -hmm. um, so I grew up with um, a pretty traditional Romanian background, which is um, just, like, traditional views, traditional, like, how... 
and and it wasn't very open. Like I've started to realize now that it wasn't very open minded. Like since I, you came to Liberia. Yeah, I've I've realized that I had such a gift of having a culturally diverse background, but the way I kind of approached it wasn't very open minded, and uh-huh. so I feel like there are a lot of people with a lot less diverse backgrounds that were more culturally accepted or accept accepting accepting thank you then uh-huh. like other than me for can you give a like reflective pre liberia definition of corruption and a, like and like your definition now corruption for me it was not on a small scale uh-huh. no corruption was like was corruption to me in America was uh, money laundering for our government officials. Mm-hmm. Um, like mobsters. Yeah, mobsters yeah. and like doing shady business with illegal, like uh, illegal business with people to earn money. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about it as a power dynamic either. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about corruption being like anything less than money. Like, right. or and, anything and like other than. consensual almost. Yeah. 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 It, yeah, exactly. And right. it was always like transactional. Like, there's two parties involved, like, uh-huh. and uh, they both walked away, like, like, finger gunning each other. And we're like, <laughs> we did it. Zero sum. Yeah. 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 It's like high five and like, just like, see you next week, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, it was never like a, I'm pissed that I have to do this, but gotta do it yeah gotta do it so it was it was always like a big it never seemed realistic i never thought that i would be a part of it Mm -hmm. or like see it Mm -hmm. or like any of that i always thought it was closed doors out of mind out of sight Mm -hmm. kind of thing so and so now you feel like it's a much more nuanced affair oh god it's like here yeah (laughs) and uh, here i think it's a lot of yeah, it's it's a lot smaller than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Like corruption happens, yeah, like in schools and like when I when you go to a traffic stop, mm-hmm. when you're um, uh, at the line at the bank, right, like right. you know, it just happens all the time. People are just accepting money for power. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to pass a test? Like, give me money. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's corruption. I never even thought about it. My scope of like corruption has been. Magnified. Yeah, broaden. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You start to learn about... I guess you start to know that people are inherently good, but mm-hmm. also that there are things that, like, people don't do well, and people can, like, take advantage of you. And so you get to learn, uh, like, what... You're like, oh, is this because I'm in a different culture? Mm-hmm. Or is this or is this just, like, the way the culture operates? And then you're like, no. Like, people inherently, like, know what's rude and what's not rude for the most part. Yeah. Like, there are, like... There are, there are a set of human conditions that, like, people follow. Mm-hmm. And that it's not, like, slapping someone on the butt isn't, like... Oh, it's Culturally accepted here. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's, it's cool here. It's yeah. like... At least here in Liberia, I can't say for everywhere on the world, but, like, you definitely get to learn that, like, rude is rude no matter where you are. Right. And I think that's a big part of being here, too. Like, do you feel like you're constantly questioning 
Like, is that, is that just normal? Am I just, am I weird? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All it's, the time. There's a lot that you just don't understand. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you just gotta be cool with that. Yeah. 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 Which Definitely. is hard. <laughs> it's like, you're gonna feel like an idiot every day. I personally struggle with that. Yeah. I don't, I don't like feeling like that. No, I'm like, I'm like, what is going on? Like, a right. lot of the things that just seem so obvious to us, like, and it's not per se right, but right. we feel it's right just mm -hmm. because that's the way that we've lived. Mm -hmm. And so you have to, yeah, again, you have to, like, humble yourself and say that the American way isn't the right, per se, the right way. Right. And so it's, like, finding, like, a very fluid balance between the two, mm -hmm. I think. And so, yeah, you definitely have to be, like... Wow, this is really frustrating, but mm -hmm. it, it's frustrating because I'm looking at it in an American perspective. You mm -hmm. have to like put yourself in like a very neutral, neutral. perspective yeah. and just be like, "Well, this is this is the way it is. It's right. not going to change." Like, um, like one of the things that um, I don't know if you want to like if the way that one you and Vic the stories that you tell about like about the Simon sheep. Like at yeah. schools, like always, I think about it all the time where the stories you're like, oh, this guy didn't sign in on the time he was supposed to. Right. Let me go tell this guy that's like been through a civil <laughs> war to like sign in on time. And it's yeah. like. But that's I've, totally how you feel. Oh, God. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I think about that all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm like, how can I tell these people how to operate? that your like perception of what poverty is has changed like on a big scale yeah yeah for sure like what did you what did you think about like when when I, if you were in america before you came here and i said the words africa and poverty together it means unhappiness right right like i think of unhappiness uh-huh and now like, what do you think i think of well like yeah i think of like malnutrition mm -hmm. and I think of unsanitary conditions mm -hmm. and I think yeah poor nutrition but I don't think of unhappiness right. anymore like people here are happier than uh -huh. people in the states right. no doubt what do you think that is just I think they're content like people they don't have this like feed like we have like of constant like satisfaction and like uh -huh. all this stuff is just like so so absorbing everything in the states the the consumerist like i need this i need right, better right. stuff Material I need, yeah materialistic yeah. um even like food just like mm -hmm. i need i need like um i need my soy tea right products yeah just like the constant buying and buying and buying mm -hmm. people don't buy stuff here caveat people totally buy stuff here Materialism is still a thing, but I think people, I think you spend a lot less time thinking about it as an American. We can't really speak for Liberians, but they probably buy less. There's less opportunity, less time spent looking at advertisements, things like that. But people still 
want to look good. So let's switch it up for a second um, from that lovely little conversation with Alex, who is always just a joy to talk to. Um, now I want to switch it over to my friend Dory. Dory finished his two years in Liberia with style, and he's back in the States since... I don't really know when he got back to the States, but he left Liberia maybe August of 2018. And, you know, everybody's different, so everybody's going to have different kind of responses to these questions. And I think Dory and Alex are very different people, and we'll be hearing from a lot of very different people on the the show. <laughs> it's not really even a show, but... um. But I just wanted to give that little background on Dory. So here he is. I'll let him speak for himself. Hello, Kara. I'm sure your phone is about died right now, but uh, I got your message about the uh, with the question about how perspectives on the world have changed uh, during my two years in Liberia and. I've been asked for that. I uh, I think the main thing that was really driven home for me is that in an environment with you know, less material things around, um, it drives people closer together. Uh, like the relationships mean a lot more, and even like day to day interactions mean a lot more, not only like emotionally or mentally, but just practically as well. So, you know, I've come to think that, you know, material wealth has, you know, played a part in driving people further apart. I don't know about on the scale of like nation to nations globally, but definitely, definitely on like a day to day personal level for, for people. Uh, is kind of what I felt. And that, of course, comes from the experience of living in Liberia in a low, low material society where all those wonderful relationships meant a lot. Uh, a lot more because of it, I think. So that's that's my answer for right now. Hope uh, you could use that tidbit. If not, then whatever, that's my line. <laughs> all right. Still on furlough, so keep the questions coming if you got any more. Later. So let's get into everybody's favorite thing next, which is food. Um, <clears throat> eating here is different. So I'll let these three explain for themselves. In the middle, you're going to hear Sis Tish. Sis Tish is going to have her own little installment um of the podcast I think that will be next um so I'm not going to get into her background too much because I think we'll be hearing more from her in a bit but for now she's just going to talk about um her food situation and what that was like so food Uh, 
as you know, I got fed every day twice by some very, very good people of mine. So the cost there was just, you know, intangible. I <laughs> chalk it up to the relationship, which um, I hope, hope I can pay back over my lifetimes. Uh, but when I did buy my own meals, I usually just went to the cook shop, which was, you know, 100 bucks for a bowl. Uh, 100 Liberian dollars, I should, <laughs> I should be clear. And I did cook every once in a while and um, buying everything from the market. And I would usually get one or two ingredients given to me as a gift, like a little bit of meat from a hunter or somebody was picking greens and gave me some or gave me a, a pumpkin. So I wouldn't always pay for everything, but it would usually run me maybe uh, 500 Liberty to put everything together. So that, that would be worth, you know, like three or four meals that I would give out to people. So when I was in Liberia, I ate only one meal a day for the most part. Um, and that was palm butter, as you know, the infamous palm butter in Sano County. Um, and that cost, it was, I think for a cup of rice, it was like 30 LD. So I was equivalent to like 30 cents um, when the rate was like, I guess, 100 or whatever. Um, and then the palm nut you would buy it maybe like a dollar a hundred lt and then um you know pepe um vita and all that stuff that would be like 20 cents so i would say average meal for me was like two dollars like literally two dollars i used to have um i used to have um a family cook for me so like i would give them like thirty dollars a month for my portion now I think about it, maybe I should have gave them more money, um, but that's neither here or there. That's, <laughs> but I used to eat off at least like $30 a month, so that was like equivalent of a dollar a day. Um, but it really didn't cost, like, my portion was like very cheap, so it was like really cheap to eat. But it's crazy because people, some people, you know, um, people live day by day, so some people didn't even have enough money to eat. Uh, you know, that definitely happened with the family that I was close to. One meal. <sighs> like fufu or rice? No, it's uh, cheque. Okay. Yeah, so it's cheque. Which is, can you explain what that yeah, is? Yeah, so it's dried cassava, dried ground cassava with uh, shrimp vita. Oh. Yeah, and it's and it's got <laughs> specifically shrimp. It's pink. I would I assumed it no, was shrimp. shrimp yeah. yeah, and uh, Evita is like a. It's like salt. It's like a bullion cube. Right. Yeah. With MSG. Yep. And so, and then it's got something else. I don't know. It turns brown. I don't know how it turns brown because because mm -hmm. I was white. But um, so it's that, and then I get spaghetti, which is basically noodles in. Uh, I don't know what they use to make it red. Do they just put ketchup? I don't. I think they put red aja sometimes oh sure yeah. okay so i don't know yeah. really i'm not I, sure i get like a 25 25 split of that uh 25 ld 25 ld and then i get oh. 20 ld of plantains and then they Carb put onion 
uh, beans. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, then they put, like, this little Pepe, like, spaghetti sauce on top. Uh-huh. And it is amazing. Wow. But overall, I probably... That meal cost me, like, 80... Probably, like, 100 LD. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, um, I used to cook with a lot of red pinto beans or red kidney beans, mm-hmm. and that for a can is one hundred and fifty. Yeah, one hundred and fifty. So LD, LD, which is a dollar. Yeah, which is a dollar. Yeah. So, um, and then I would put potatoes, rice, um, garlic, onion. So that would probably be two twenty mm-hmm. for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe like two fifty, so that's almost two bucks. Yeah. So, anywhere that's from bougie. yeah, that's pretty. I like. I stopped. <laughs> I now have peanut butter, and I'm not in country peanut butter, not like yeah the bought peanut butter. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to stay away from that. Uh huh. It's like, too bougie. Yeah, it's too bougie. Yeah. Yeah. Begin at tunes like beard.com. Before the sunrise, let me look into your eyes. And tell you the God for truth Reaching God and man I never see love like this Hey guys, that's it For now, thanks for listening um, I love this song, it's called Love Ho By Mr. Harby, maybe is how you say it? I don't know, but you can download it at Tunes Liberia Com. Um, yeah, that's all I have for now. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll have more later. I'm gonna let this song just kind of play out because it's so good. For you, you live inside mansion. You operating with I hardly go to school. School if you don't wear my phone. For you, like I can carry you to school. Hey, baby. Your man, I be you. She tired. Your papa, I sign you to your tire. Like, what do you see on me? Like, may you just be me, baby. She said I love her, baby, I love her. She said I love her, I love her, baby, I love her. She said I love her, baby, I love her, I love her. She said I love her. Baby, I love you. She said I love her. I wanna know if this love is divine. I want to know if this love is confined. I wanna know, baby. I wanna know if this love is divine. I want to know if this love is confined. I wanna know, baby. Your friend and say I pull and get nothing. Like what do you see on me? 
Oh, 